All right, welcome to the conversation. You're gonna like our next guest. Uh, it's Ron Perlman. He's been on before. He's been on a lot of our shows, including Old School. He's an award-winning actor, not a big deal. Golden Globe, uh, and uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy, Beauty and the Beast, and of course, Hellboy, uh, and Hellboy too, by the way, uh, The Golden Army. Uh, but also now in the hottest movie of the year, Don't Look Up. So, Ron, welcome back, brother. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So. Um, Ron, what I want to do is I want to show a trailer for Don't Look Up, and then you're a big lefty, so I want to talk to you about the message of the movie. So let's show the trailer, and then let's talk through what the movie is. This is not real. This is not real. This is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, then you gotta digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? I can't destroy my ex-wife's house. Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die. Hey. 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 <laughs> well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime, but the yelling lady, mm, not, so not so much. We're going to get the news out there one way or another. It's real and it's coming. FBI. Jesus Christ, you could have just called me. All right, Ron. Uh, so, first, uh, what was your character in the movie? I play a uh, Medal of Honor recipient. Um, he doesn't have any military um, uh, affiliation, uh, but then the wild and wacky world of Adam McKay and, and this film, uh, he really doesn't need one. He's just um, the quintessential Medal of Honor recipient, you know, probably a political donor at some point, which is probably all the credentials he ever needed. What? Um, what? And he is charged by President uh, Jane. Oh, God, I wish Orleans, I, I think. Uh, Mel Streep's character's last name. I think it's Orlean. Jane Orlean. He's charged by her to get into a, a spacecraft and go and destroy the comet that's coming to Earth to destroy us. Uh, he doesn't make it. Um, I won't. I won't give away much more than that. But uh, it's not that he doesn't make it. He just doesn't make it. Okay, I love Ron's honesty. Um, so uh, we're going to show a clip of, of Ron's character in a minute, right? But uh, Ron mentioned this Adam McKay movie, and you know, um, I, as you were talking about uh, how he's a Medal of Honor recipient who actually doesn't have any military experience at all, I thought, and then he was probably a donor. I'm like, you know, the whole point of this movie is that this is happening, right? <laughs> that we have all these donors who get all these positions. That they have no expertise in at all. We just did a story, uh, I think it was yesterday, about Ron DeSantis giving out a board of trustees seats at, at universities in Florida if he gets $100,000 in campaign donations. 
they don't have to know anything about universities or education. In fact, if they're anti-education, that's probably helpful, right? But really, the qualifying factor there is the money. And of course, the main theme of the movie is, you know, scientists all saying we're all going to die, and politicians in the media go, ah, and that, yeah, that's climate change. It, it, it is happening, right? So was it? You know, since you're on the left, was it kind of gratifying to work on a movie that goes, yeah, knuckleheads, maybe you should pay attention to that? Well, my prayer was that we get it right. I mean, you know, when you bite off something um, that has so much medicine attached to it, and it's a movie, which is by definition just supposed to be entertainment, um, you better, you, you got one shot. At um, if you're gonna make a movie that points its finger like this one does, you better get it right, and you better be entertaining to boot, and you better figure out um, everything one needs to do. The last thing in the world you want to be is dismissible. The last thing in the world, because we we're seeing it in real time that you know the the greatest crisis that faces us, and I mean. It's to pick one, it's really hard, really hard, um, considering you know we're probably not going to have a democracy in another two years. But that has that that pales in comparison to the fact that the Earth will not be inhabited, in, inhabitable, in you know probably either our children or grandchildren's lifetime, um, and yet no one. Is is I mean you know there are a f tiny fraction of people whose hair is on fire. When you talk about your Earth will no longer be inhabitable, you know, compared to the billions of years when it has been, that's that's pretty big, you know, conceit right there. But the fact that you know well, I can you know I I still get valet parking and I can still go to my you know favorite gym and you you know it's. It has nothing to do with me, so you know I'll just stick with my my. And what we what we've replaced with our um, responsibility to take serious things seriously are just distractions, and the so that's that's the jumping off point for Adam's film. And um, if I may say so myself, um, I think he hits it out of the park. I think he, he threads a needle. That is kind of a tightrope walk in terms of entertaining you with something that is as uh, devastatingly, mind-blowingly scary as this. Yeah, and uh, he said he was kind of modeling office space and idiocracy for the feel of it. And obviously, he's legendary director and producer of you know Anchorman and Vice and Big Short and list goes on and on. Succession on HBO is awesome. Um, and so he can do dramatic, he can do comedy, and, and that's exactly the kind of guy you need in this project. Uh, but I mean, Ron, I keep coming back to it's incredible what we can get people to believe because 99% of the world's doctors and scientists say, take the vaccine, it's gonna save your life. And 40, 30% of the country goes, nah, I don't believe 99% of the doctors. I believe a random blogger online. I believe a Fox News host. Uh, I think he knows better than all the world's doctors. And same thing here. Um, and but this one has a profit motive, right? 
Tobacco companies wanted to manufacture doubt about whether their product was killing people, and they did for decade after decade. Now the oil companies want to manufacture doubt about whether they're killing the planet so they can make a little bit extra money. And, and honestly, Ron, it's worked pretty spectacularly, right? I mean, we literally have, in that case, it might be 40% of the country that says, no, 99% of the world's scientists are all wrong. Right-wing media pundits are correct. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, um, has it always been like this? Or is it just, um, I mean, I can't help but feel that there's there's been a, a platonic Platonic, not platonic. That's the kind of relationship uh, I usually find myself in. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what is it when the, 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 the you know the thing that you uh, tectonic, tectonic, tectonic plate movement? Yeah, that's it. I'm really glad I'm on with somebody smarter than me, which is not that challenging actually. Um, but anyway, so don't pat yourself on the back, Jane. But anyway, <laughs> I really feel as though these last five years. Uh, I've introduced um, a set of circumstances and a reality <clears throat> that I've never seen in my 71 years <clears throat> walking the planet. I don't, I don't know if, I mean, there have always been these dormant, latent, really ugly things that are part of the American fabric. But the fact that 40% of the people ever since we got introduced to this diabolical term, fake news, don't believe anything that's rational and truthful, but would you know? But are happy to believe nothing but lies and conspiracy theories. I've never seen that before. I've never, I, I, I you know, I guess it has always existed on the fringes, but now it's mainstream, and an entire party, you know, in a two-party system. So that's half of us um, are using that as 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 their fundraising technique and their and their. Um, identity. Um, so, uh, what chance does something like climate change have in a world like that? And I, you know, I, I, Adam McKay's timing on making this film couldn't have been more um, urgent and more perfect. Yeah, but I digress. No, but Ron, uh, you know, I thought about that too because that I think a lot of us are at this at this point going. So humanity is that easy to trick and to get them to believe outrageous things, nonsensical things. And then I was thinking about it. I mean, you know, we got 40% who say, ah, doctors, what do they know? Um, and, and certainly scientists, what do they know? And professors and journalists and everybody that has any information that's factual, what do they know? Um, but, but Ron, 15% of the countries uh, believe that democratic leaders drink the blood of children, that, that they you know, molest them, kill them, and then drink their blood. 15% of the country. That is a gigantic number. That is what 30, 45, 40, oh, nearly 50 million people believe that. And then, Ron, I had a scarier thought. I was like, well, drinking the blood of children, that's blood libel. And there was a country that believed that before, it was Germany. Uh, and 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 it was a slightly greater percentage, but again, it was never over fifty percent. But it was enough, and then they did it, and then they took charge, and they started killing everybody. Uh, so, 
I mean, that's it's pretty dark times when they we've got scientists saying the planet is melting, we must do something, and everybody goes, no, but we should do something about the people drinking the blood of children. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Jake? Well, I know what I'm what gonna, gonna do. do. Uh, I, I, what are you gonna do? So you're going to Disneyland. No, I am not going to Disneyland, <laughs> but they are. No, I mean, look. Yeah, honestly, Ron, what I did was I started a media company, and so that to fight back, right, and and to do this show and all the other shows that we do, because apparently people will believe anything. So I thought maybe what if we told them facts, they might believe that, right? Maybe we gave them the truth, they might believe that instead of all the lies. Uh, that that we're uh, getting told by on television. It's corporate rule, and corporations are will do anything for profit. We set up uh, these machines, and that's another sci-fi movie. And maybe we'll make that with Adam McKay. Um, but but you know you 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 did something too. You were in this movie, so uh, I actually want to show the clips of you in the movie because I think they're hilarious. So let's roll. Them. I'm sorry, isn't he the, the mercenary gentleman that was screaming at all those children on the White House lawn? Yeah, that, he was right? given the honor of leading the presidential initiative and in getting kids to exercise. Get away to it, you goddamn lord ass. You look like a goddamn bunch of <laughs> He's just of another generation, I think. You know, I used to date him. You know, the last guy works with the combat? You ever see inside of Ed's torso? <laughs> He's going to be fantastic. He's got a great voice. We're going to let him make a statement. Someone's saying this is a. He's got a great body too, don't you? He think? does. He really does. Yeah. I'm a mirror. <laughs> Good. Hey, Ron, you got a great body. <laughs> I've been told that by the president of the United States. <laughs> Even more importantly, by Meryl Streep, because she's she's got way more credibility than the president. <laughs> the president has not had 12 Academy Award uh, nominations. That's right. 14. Yeah, uh, although the president did end the war on Christmas, uh, former President Trump, of course. Uh, we just did a clip about how Huckabee thanked him for ending the war on Christmas. So you, Ron, uh, you're welcome from the president. And he did him. He you mean the I, the I Heart Huckabee, or was there a different <laughs> following? Yeah, yeah, Mike Huckabee. Uh, and uh, and he also oh, Mike. What's that? We love Mikey. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's swell just so cuddly. Oh, he's yeah. cuddly. <laughs> I remember when he was singing the song with Ted Nugent about uh, having sex with the underage daughter of your neighbor. So cuddly. That's but but yeah. but it's the Democrats that are that are the doing things with kids. Right. Um, it's the emails. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so all right. On a lighter note, uh, we talked about yeah. world disaster and blood libel and all that. Um, so there's nothing lighter than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll try. We'll try. Okay. Okay. Uh, Good luck on the daily rip here. Um, so this movie had. Almost every star in Hollywood: Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Meryl Streep, you, Jonah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to forget people's names, but these giant, giant stars. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know how it is on a movie set. I worked as an extra a couple of times, but we never got to see the stars. Um, so, do you guys ever hang out and go like, "Oh, hey guys, let's go have the most spectacular star-studded lunch of all time"? Or no? <laughs> 
I'm sure that there was a great deal of that uh, over the many months that they shot. I only actually worked on the film, uh, I think, three days. Um, and I only uh, was with that group, um, the, the main nucleus of the movie, on one occasion. And um, they all looked like they'd been doing a lot of, you know, like uh, eating and drinking and, 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 and anecdoting, you know, their way through it. Uh, very, very warm group, uh, you know, you know, just um, incredibly welcoming and, and generous. But I was intimidated. I mean, I, I was, I was, I, I had sweat. We were shooting in 27 degree Fahrenheit, Boston, and I was sweating because I, I, I'm a big fanboy of people like Meryl Streep and Leo and J-Law, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I, uh, it was, it was, I'm still that guy, you know, I'm still like a fanboy, you know, and, and um, it all came out. That was the most impressive group of actors I've ever been in the presence of, and um, it all came out. Uh, a fanboy and a hellboy, uh, so uh, lots yes. of Yes, and then who knows what boy I'm gonna be tomorrow. Yeah, so I, I always wonder too about those uh, sets, because look, you know, you're a wonderfully humble guy, but you're a giant actor. Like everybody knows you through all those like iconic TV shows and movies. So, but when you're working with Meryl Streep, who of course is probably the biggest legend in acting, the real deal. She's yeah. the real deal. Yeah. So, what happens? Do you get to ask for a number? Do you like, or like, do you guys like say, can I? Like, because I would be tempted to, because I'm a dork. I'd be like, oh, uh, can, can we go grab lunch at some point? Um, so, is that yeah, ever well, happened really, or no? No, no. I, I, I was even too intimidated to like ask for a selfie. Um, and the fact of the matter is, I had never met her before. I'd never been in her presence before, and she's just so sweet and so human and so un. The similarity between her and Leo, I mean, they're, they're two people who not only do you get no feeling that they're movie stars, which they are, but you don't even get the feeling they're actors. You just get the feeling you're hanging out with a couple of normal people, you know, at the end of the conversation, you want to say, what do you do for a living? Because you have no sense that they're any different than, and that's pretty extraordinary considering where they have both you know, how close to the sun they have flown for as long as they have. Um, that they, they get major props from me for just staying grounded and real and, and very, very in tune with their generosity and their and their love for being around other people. So um, sometimes I'll, it's, it's, people will ask me, what do you do? And I'll say, I'm an online talk show host. And they'll say, yeah, but do you have an, a real job? Um, so I'm amused by the idea of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> so, um, okay. I didn't say I, I asked him that. I did. I said that you just kind of want to ask him. That no, no, I know you know didn't ask him that. <laughs> if you happen to come down from, you know, from that Jewish solar system of Marjorie Taylor Greene, what is it? Yeah, the, what is oh, that? That's. Ron, there you go. We could have used that. She thinks there's Jewish space lasers that that right. create forest fires. If we had those, we could use them against the meteor. Problem solved. 
Right. And then, you know, that whatever planet they're from, that's where you'd have to come from to not know that Leo is a movie. Anyway, sorry, man. I just <laughs> I beat that horse to death, didn't I? <laughs> the, the, the planet where they built the lasers, of course. Um, so, all right, now back to, to serious stuff for a second. Um, how worried are you that uh, the Republicans are going to win in 2024? I'm concerned every time they win anything because they are um, systematically destroying this place and they're tromping on very sacred things that without, without which there's not much reason to identify as uh, what do we call ourselves? Exceptional, exception with our exceptionalism. That's right. just, we've just become a piece of shit country like every other. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that word. Yeah, I'm no, sure. it's you're, it's Ron right Perlman. Uh, we we figured we'd have to censor you at some point. Um. Well, I, I heard I heard um, Liz Cheney say that on the floor of Congress the other day. Yeah, that's she right. That's right. Text. So I guess that word is now acceptable. Yeah. Um, so that's true. But I'm very, I'm very, I'm very worried. I'm very worried at how many, like you said, um, Donald Trump. I mean, you know, and and all of his ilk. You know, you can have a conversation about that. What you know, even though it, I'm just so tired of talking about it already because it's so boring and beneath anybody who aspires to having conversations of grace and wit. Sophistication, but it's the amount of people that voted for him. That's what's scary. It's how large the swath is in the country. That that's what scares me. That's what that's why I think, you know, like how do we get a Ron DeSantis? He won a majority of the votes. Well, maybe he didn't, but you know, he won enough of the votes so they could you know claim that he won the majority of the votes. Um, you know, how do we get a Kemp? How do we get these these diabolically evil, stupid, racist haters? How do we get them? And you know, they're poisoning the well, man. They're insulting every ounce of blood that's been spilled in the name of liberty and justice for all, and that all men are created equal, and that there is such a thing as fascism, and when we see it. We attack it and we destroy it, and here we are emulating it and doing so willing, will, willingly, willfully, and with great enthusiasm. Not we, not you and me. There's enough of us that you know gives me some degree of hope. But there's enough of the other thing that's really scary, and that you know. Every single Republican has identified as like, oh man, I, I can, I can fundraise off this stuff. I can use this to my advantage. I can, I can say almost anything I want, and I'll have, you know, like you say, forty percent of the country believing it. Uh, and and they all know they're lying. They all know that they're, you know, they're um, taking advantage of a situation that's never be taken advantage of. It's a sin against God to manipulate people who just don't know any better by people who do. And yet they do it every single day. 
and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you know, you, you saw what I was for four years on Twitter. I don't tweet anymore. My heart's too broken. I don't feel like anybody's hearing me. I don't feel like anybody is. I feel like the people who love what I say would have loved what I said anyway, no matter what. You know, the, the people who I should be reaching, I don't think I'm getting to them. And God bless you for what your response was, which I started a media company. And I started to just take responsibility for what I can do about changing hearts and minds, or at least giving them the kind of information they need to change their own heart and mind. I, I applaud you for that. But I'm at, I'm at a real um, point where I'm, I'm more concerned than I, than I have ever been. Yeah, so I want to end on that too. So look, in Kemp's situation, he disqualified so many voters that it was he kind of rigged the election ahead of time, right? In DeSantis won a narrow majority, he did, but it was narrow, but he did win. But but to your point about how many votes they get and how many votes Trump got, eighty, you know, Biden got eighty-one million, but Trump got seventy-four million votes. That's a that is an enormous amount of Americans. So, given that they all saw the con man, they all saw how hateful he was, and and they liked it, and they went out to go vote for him. They made a very active effort to go support him. This does it give you? Does it make you lose a little hope in humanity? Well, you know that's what I was so um, unskillfully, you know, alluding to. I mean, the dude got more votes after four years of destroying the rule of law, getting impeached twice, and you know, obviously guilty of groping twenty some women, um, and being in office for that long and destroying the interior, destroying the environment, destroying you know. Putting people, you know, on the courts that are going to destroy everything we've worked for, you know, in terms of the bend of justice for the last 60 years or so. Um, and yet he got more votes the second time than he did the first time. A lot more votes. And the jury was in. We already knew what he was capable of. And like you say, 74 million people. Luckily, you know, Biden got 81, but... In any other election, Trump wins, and um, yep. we go down the drain. Yeah, I think it was the second most votes that anybody's ever gotten for president. Luckily, Biden was number one, but but more than Obama, etc. Amazing, amazing, and dispiriting. All right, uh, Ron Perlman, though, uh, always a fighter for uh, truth and justice, and uh, and a brilliant performance. And don't look up, but don't don't look up is going on Netflix on December twenty fourth. It's already out in theaters, so definitely check it out. Ron, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, brother. So good to see you, brother. Big hug and happy holidays to you and yours. You too. Happy holidays.